Welcome to another episode of the Monkey Business Show. Today we have Johan and Boom. Boom, what's up, buddy? You know Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello. I can't believe we have a secret logo finally on the podcast. Eh? Yeah. He made it. Representing. <laughs> I don't have a, the jerseys yet. They didn't arrive yet, so gotta wear just a t-shirt. I'm so surprised that it's there already. I guess. I don't know. It was pretty fast. The last one was made like yesterday, right? Yeah, but it was like, I had the merch like a few days before already. Like, we signed the contract before already. Okay. I see, I see. Well, I would say congratulations, you know. How, how are you feeling about this new team and playing with Puppy? Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm super excited, obviously. Like, I think it's going to be a great experience for me. Because uh, so far, like in, in the times I played Pro Dota, I played with uh, one coach and one captain like for three years already with Celery as a captain and Immortal Fave as coach. And like the, like our system was pretty much the same, like for these three years in Viking GG back when we started and gaming, I would say like a lot of the stuff was the same. So this is going to be very new for me and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's good. Whenever, I think whenever you feel like new is exciting, it's also when you can push yourself like more, at least in like Dota, because you you get to meet new people, new ideas. I think is one of the big things in overall, like how if, if you have people who've been in the game for a long time and acquired that experience, like the old secret roster and you know how all these guys also played together. Uh, I think experience is able to transfer, you know? So I, I also think when I've been in, in the same roster for three years mm -hmm. in a row, it starts getting a lot harder. You really feel like you want to add at least somebody to the group. So I can imagine that is very exciting. Tell us a little bit more about, let's say, post. Well, we're going to start from the beginning. So you, you obviously been playing with these guys for a long time. You know, in many times, I think last year you were like the star player in many moments throughout the year. Then you guys go to TI. TI maybe doesn't look like what you guys wanted and match your expectations. So after TI, you decided that something's going to change. So if you want, walk us a little bit from that moment to you signing with Secret and whatever you can share, you know? without getting you into yeah. trouble. Yeah, yeah. so uh, how to start? I mean, uh, our bootcamp uh, before TI was actually very good. We bootcamp in Malaysia and uh, we're like beating almost everybody. Like at some point we were like 20 and two in scrims, you know, like 20 wins and two losses. Like we're beating literally everyone. And then some problems like started to arise. Maybe if you win too much, like you get too comfortable with your ideas and like too confident. And uh, then we started losing like right before TI, like a week before TI, we started losing and uh, started uh, finding some like internal problems. So like between people and stuff. And uh, I think uh, change uh, in the team was like inevitable. Either like if I stay, someone else will change or, you know, in this case, I was uh, the one being changed. But I think, uh, I think, yeah, change can be good and it's very exciting. Also, it's, it's like more risky than staying together, I would say, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting for me. 
And when did you start talking to Papi? Well, it was when um, when Liquid, uh, like a few days after Liquid announced that they're looking for a player, you know, uh, I was talking to Liquid a bit to Blitz, and uh, then he said, you know, that they're full, and uh, then like a day after he said they're full, uh, Cyborgman messaged me on Twitter and said that I should have a Steam invite from Puppy, and Puppy just messaged me. You know, if I'm a free agent or what's my plans for the new season. So it was like uh, pretty random. I would have never expected uh, to play for Team Secret. You know, they had uh, they had Nisha, in my opinion, one of the one of the best, if not the best, like players at TI and mid laners especially. Like I think he was the best for a long time already. He's super consistent and just super good. So it's big shoes, big boots to fill. Yeah. However, however you say it, but. Yeah. Uh, I think I can do it. Uh, I'll try my best. What do you think of Secret TI? What do you think of like Nisha in the finals? I think he was like one of the best performances I had seen out of a player. Even when I was a game started going bad, he started almost playing better. It was it was really cool to see the last two games, even though it was like a sad way to lose, I guess. But but yeah, the Ember and the Morph games, like wow, I was super impressed. Yeah. Super super impressed. Yeah, same. I mean. That's what I said, right? I think he was the best player at TI. Uh, even though Tundra rolled, like, rolled over them 3-0 super easily. Like, he was still the standout player. He was just, I don't know, owning. <laughs> ah, big shoes to fill, but uh, good luck. Uh, again, I think it's a cool experience to play with Puppy and to play with Secret. I think it has made many people learn so much about themselves in the game. I was actually talking to mid one about this at TI. And, and yeah, like people who go to secret, they, I think they, they pick up a lot of stuff, you know? So I, I, I could agree with that. I think playing, playing with Clement was also one of the better, better things to have happened, you know, in the early secret days. I think everybody who played in that secret roster, we shared a lot of stuff with each other. I at least feel like I got a lot out of it. When you play with really good players, you can, you can change so much, like learn so much in such a short amount of time. Especially Papi, right? He's been to every single TI, like, uh, he's been doing this for 15 years and he's still on the top, like, it's crazy. He he must have something, he must be doing something, right? I don't know what he eats, man. I don't know what he eats to keep the motivation for that long. Yeah. Damn. So, without really trying to make any leaks or anything, but I think it's pretty interesting how Liquid continues to place behind Secret at TI, but players from Secret continue to leave to liquid <laughs> so i don't know what else you know secret has to do for players not to leave like i don't know johan what do you think i don't know it's one of those you know it's it's hard like like a ti it's it's a team breaking tournament and i think like even this thing of gaming gladiators bootcamp going swimmingly for i don't know how long it was in total but probably went much better for longer than it did worse and then some bad things happen just one day, one moment, one hour in one day, like, and, and now you have such a big problem that if you don't change it, uh, the team is going to have to change. Dota is quite intense like this. Uh, like this tournament is a project, I think for most that people want to overcome, solve, get on top of, be better than the rest. And <clears throat> when something goes wrong in this like project, the quest to to get to the top or how you get there 
it starts getting on people's minds. It starts getting on the nerves. It starts becoming like a really big thing. And yeah, quite often you have, you just have these very short moments or, or things that lead up to, I cannot do this for another year, or I stop believing or too much trust was broken, or I don't see the world the same way. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing, quite on the contrary. I used to have a really hard time facing this. Uh, I also do think you shouldn't jump the gun on it. But at the same time, I think it's sometimes just what has to happen. It even has to happen for both parties. You know, like if, if it's one person leaving a group or two people leaving a group, I, I think quite often it's, it's just when you see the big picture, the bigger picture is part of the growth for both, you know? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I think the old team secret roster was a good example of that. Like a lot of these guys played together at this moment, then Todd got kicked, I got kicked. Eventually, some of these guys played together again. I played with S4 again later. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Life is life doesn't end in that one hour during one day during the boot camp for TI or or that one official playoff game. Like life doesn't end there. World doesn't stop turning. And when you see that, when you start like taking it in, I think you can see it can be good for all parties involved. You know, it's just a natural process. Uh, so the same thing for secret players who jump ship or or whatever you know like and yeah I'm, poppy keeps having ways to enable his his players i also think maybe he got used to it uh maybe it's just good practice and and it's how things are supposed to be i believe it well for you boom you i mean we talked about it last year during the the show but we thought that you guys were playing fantastic and you know europe right now is an incredible region you guys, your third tour was good. Your second tour was tour was good. I think that last one was not the one that it was really mm -hmm. great. Or how how was the last year for you? The ups and the downs. Uh, whew. so the when we started the team, like uh, last year after TI, it was pretty much the like the players that you know didn't get any offers from any big teams that they would like to play for. So it was just like the leftover players that we got. But. Uh, yeah, we kind of started owning from the from the beginning. Like we had the division one slot back from uh, Viking GG, so we started playing Div one, and I think uh, we placed like second or something on our first season. And then uh, major was cancelled, unfortunately, the first one, if I'm if I remember correctly. And then there was a regional finals online, which uh, mm -hmm. which we ended up winning, actually. And then uh, second season was also good. We bootcamped the whole season in Serbia. We bootcamped like for a month and a half or something, which was uh, like very exhausting. It was super long bootcamp. Where did you bootcamp? Serbia. 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 Ah. In the Relog, if you know the place. Wait, where is it in Serbia? In Belgrade? Yeah, Belgrade. We were... Oh, Relog. Okay. No, no, no. I've, I've been to Belgrade twice or bootcamp twice. Yeah. So that was super exhausting, but. Uh... But we ended, uh, I think we won that season actually, or we ended second again behind OG or something. Not sure. I think so. Yeah. And then we went to Stockholm. We performed pretty well. Like the whole time we were playing pretty well. And then uh, after Stockholm, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, I think people got like comfortable with winning. And then they thought they don't have to try as mm. hard, you know, to win. But uh, if everyone else is trying like their hardest and you're not, they're going to beat you, you know? And so, yeah, we almost got relegated, relegated in the last season, but uh, we ended up staying in Div 1. We played against Goon Squad some uh, relegation game, and we beat them. 
and luckily we qualified to TI with the with the points that we won in Stockholm and the regionals and the DPC season. So, but at TI, I don't know. Like uh, I think change was inevitable, pretty much. In this team, was this your first TI? Yeah, yeah, it was my first TI, and it was my uh, second overall land. My first land was a uh, Stockholm major. <laughs> oh, dude. That's awesome. How was for you? You know, tell me a little bit. How does it feel? You know, for a player like you, you suddenly go to Stockholm to your first major and to the first TI. So I think a little bit of the fans can understand how you feel or how the experience is for you. Yeah. So going to Stockholm, like, uh, hmm. like the group stage when you play from the hotel rooms, it's it's all chill. You know, it's hmm. it's it's just like playing from home. But when you mm -hmm. get to play on the stage in front of like thousands of people, it's I don't know. It was it was a new experience for me, and I was so nervous. Like before before the first time we went on stage, like I was in backstage, like literally shaking. Like uh, I was so nervous. I've never been this nervous in my life. But uh, yeah, it gets better. Like the second time we went on stage, it got much better already. And uh, at TI, it was uh, it was it was good already. But maybe it was also because at TI, like um, the first venue that we played in was very small. And there was like only I don't know, not sure how many people, maybe a thousand or two thousand or something. So it didn't really give me that TI feeling that, you know, I got when I was watching all these TIs before. Like it was always a huge venue, like 10,000, 15,000 people or whatever. And uh, this this didn't really feel like, I'm, I'm not sure, like big of a difference from Stockholm or something. Felt like the same. Yeah, Stockholm have more people, yeah. yeah I think... <clears throat> Usually no, I think usually TI will be more intense in that aspect. But at the same time, I think when outside asks the question, like, did you feel nervous or how did you feel playing in front of that many people? You would say yourself, right? That it wasn't that big a difference at the end once you sat down and played. Or how was it for you? Like this part, like just playing in front of people, playing in front of uh, yeah, a crowd? Uh, no, no, no. So I was only nervous uh, backstage and like first moments when you got on the stage, but when you sit behind PC, you, you know, you turn on Dota and it's back to your comfort zone. You're just playing, playing the game you've been playing your whole life. Yes, so. exactly. I think this is the case for so many. Uh, also the ones who maybe have the questions like, how is it going to feel? I think once you just sit in front of the screen, I don't know, it's, it's very easy to zone in, uh, or, or at least I think players have this, uh, when you go play at a venue that you can zone into the to the screen very easy. I guess done it for so many hours, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but Abuma, I have to ask you, all the trophies in the back. Yes. It's nagging me. <laughs> where is where is this from? Uh so what is your secret talent? Yeah, when I was like uh I'm not sure, like nine or ten years old, I used to do uh roller skating, rollerblading, how you call it? Like no way. Speed skating on uh, on wheels, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like uh Okay. I was like the best in my country actually and like these are just the biggest trophies like I got uh, I got uh, hidden medals like hundreds of medals in in my closet you know No way but uh also That's from uh, wow Yeah <laughs> Also after I uh, I quit I quit doing that I started playing table tennis like a year later that was when I was like uh 11 and 12 and 13 and uh I also was like one of the best in my country like I was winning a lot of tournaments I was like how do you call it? Like a champion of my country, like in my age category, you know, obviously. But uh, wow, I uh, yeah, that 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 uh, ended when I injured my shoulder. Like I was playing in the finals 
like the grand finals of a tournament and uh, I injured my shoulder like I tore uh, tore a muscle or something and uh, I I obviously I lost like mm -hmm. I pulled through I finished it but I lost I couldn't really play and uh, after that I went to a doctor and you know they they told me that I can't play for like half a year I have to let it heal and uh, like what happened everybody jumps ahead you know like what happened I'm not sure like I was just playing you know, just playing like, uh, and I made some bad movement or something, some wrong move, and a muscle, a muscle tore in my shoulder. A muscle tore. Oh wow. Oof. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, okay, but that's that's still funny. Like I could have maybe guessed ping pong because a lot of other players do ping pong, but roller like speed skating, speed roller skating. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> that would not have been in my top 100. Yeah. That's hilarious though. Like I, I'm trying to get into rollerblading <laughs> a bit myself. Like just a simple shit, but. Wow, that's cool. That's really cool. So, how does that work? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to imagine like you're you're on a oval course, or is it like how does it go? Yeah, so there was a lot of races. Like there would be races like every weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, two races. You know, like mm -hmm. people from the whole country would uh, would come and wow and uh, race. Sometimes it would be on like a oval core, and uh, sometimes it would just be in the middle of a city. Like some roads would close, you know, and they would just make a track there. And you would race there, so yeah, it was it was Dude, hard sport though. Like it was very physically exhausting. I can imagine it's it's really good for the shins, right? Like your shin and ankle muscles, they get they get really focused. At least that's how I feel. I don't know what what do you, what's like your the biggest workout you get from it. Well, when you're racing, you want to go as fast as possible, you know. So you you like bend the whole time, so you like can go as fast as you can. And mm -hmm. it's very hard on your on your back actually, and on your uh, what's it called, like uh, legs. I guess the thighs. You, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, thighs. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, dude, I want to see this now. Like, uh, there has to be some footage of this. There has to be some footage of all the you you've been too. through. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. For me, it's super cool. Like, <laughs> I, I'm imagining like the Olympics or like the speed skating, but those guys like look like monsters too. The the ones with the thick legs. Damn. Damn, that's that's really cool. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So, have you played any of the Dota players in ping pong, like from the other teams? Uh, There's like been the, I played the scary ones, I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure who's the scary one, but uh, I don't think so. I played only against uh, Soneko in uh, mm -hmm. in Stockholm at Media Day. Uh, he was pretty good, actually. He was okay, but uh, I think I would, I think I would beat everyone. Wanna, oh wow! Okay. Don't want to sound too cocky, but uh, you know. <laughs> well, I think GH was GH was semi pro also. Uh, I think Mika and Koifa are supposedly really good at the game too. Oh. Um, Koifa, Koifa too. Koifa played for many, yeah, many years. Yeah, he was also yeah. semi pro, right? Or like, what were you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to like say something wrong, but but yeah, I, I know that there's other Dota people who had ping pong lessons and like did it for a few years, and also in the Chinese scene, I've also seen like some of them for sure grew up uh, playing. Amateur ping pong, at least, you know? So <laughs> it's funny. That's funny. I would love to see at some point. We were talking a lot about trying to make a ping pong tournament for some Dota tournament. <laughs> uh, but I would love to see all the hype matches, you know? Because I think it could be mega hype. <laughs> that, that sounds super cool. I would love to be part of that, yeah? Oh, we should do that. That is nice. For sure. I play myself a bit, but I, I'm not going to sell myself above people who've actually done this for years because I'm. I have, I didn't never got there, but it, I had a lot of interest in it. Like I like I love all the racket sports, like badminton, tennis, ping pong. Um, 
but yeah, no, man, that I want to play you as well sometime. That that sounds like fun. I can play, but I'll probably get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, sure, we can play. We can play tennis as well. I love tennis too. Yeah, what about badminton? Badminton is one of my also one of my favorites. I don't know if you ever. Yeah, yeah, mine too. It. I love all of them as well. I love all of them too. It's very big in Denmark. Nice, oh. nice, 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 nice. Johan, I feel that you're you're very very good ping pong player, but on the amateur level of ping pong, you know, like somebody that has never taken classes or anything like that. Yeah, I could be king amateur or 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 yes. super super low pro maybe like. But you're no, a herald. No. You're a herald yeah, player. Yeah. You're the best one of the heralds, <laughs> but a herald. Yeah. Uh, uh, um. Oh, there's some people who are surprisingly good. Like Thompson's also like good. Like he can definitely play. I think he might still beat me. I don't know if he he's been practicing too. <laughs> he's been. I, I get surprised, you know, when I got into Dota the first time, I also thought I was good. Um, but then I played, I played, uh, Arsart and my God, like he was toying with me. I felt, I felt like my ego was crumbling or like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be in my own skin. You know, when somebody does the nonchalant, like, I don't even have to fucking try and you're just sweating and like, you're doing everything and you keep hitting the net or something. Wow. That was a rough experience. So. Yeah, people play in Dota. That's that's fun. The, the more the more I learn. <laughs> Johan, yeah, I think it's a it's a thing with Dota players as well. Is that you guys were all competitive on other things in your life, and in a way you just brought your competition now into Dota. Because I don't know you when you were a kid, but you're competitive of everything you do. Doesn't mean that it's unhealthy, but you like winning. You play ping pong, you want to win. You play badminton, you want to win. You know, you play football or <laughs> volleyball, and you want to win. So I guess that this is a, you know, Boom is the perfect example of just playing sports or his life and then into Dota. So dude, okay. So you were like roller skating, speed roller skating into uh, tennis sports, sorry, racket sports. And how Dota, how did you get into Dota? It was, this was your yeah. first big game? Uh, yeah, like this was my first game that I actually like committed to playing. But before that I played uh, Heroes of Nerf and uh, CS 1.6 a bit, like just with my friends, you know, playing for fun. And uh, Dota, we started with my friends as well, like from my village. And uh, eventually, you know, they quit, but uh, I didn't quit because for some reason I I liked the game and I could feel myself like improving and I would watch the like TI2, TI3. And, you know, I would want to see myself there playing someday. And uh, yeah, I pretty much knew that I wanna I want to like do it as a job, like from, I don't know, from when I was like 14, 15, from when I, when I started and yeah, I made it, I guess. Yeah. So you actually went into it, like thinking that you could, you could get enough money from this to sustain or like for, for to like the hobby could take over and become uh, like full time. Well, I wouldn't say I went into it. Like, like I want, I want to make this my job, but I went into it just. I don't know, I, I fell in love with the game and I just didn't stop playing. And at some point, you know, I realized that I'm improving very fast. Like I'm actually getting good and I would watch these tournaments and I would like compare myself to these players. And like, maybe I would uh, think that they're not that much better than me and I can make it. And uh, if you just keep going, keep working, then, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, back then the salaries were a lot lower. I remember that was just when it was starting out. Were you thinking of just winning TI? That was that was like your first goal? Because I switched, we switched also from Han to Dota around the same time. And 
we I mean, we were in Fnatic. We were winning like all the tournaments back then as as a team, and we had the idea or dream that we could qualify to TI three, maybe not win it, but like TI four, yeah, like we could we could get in the top three. We could show people what's up, you know. Like we we went into this thinking, ah, oh, TI is very achievable, but I think we got slapped really hard. Like when we started playing with the big boys and Kuro and Puppy and and stuff like those guys were so much better than the people in Han. I felt like. Uh, so I don't know. I had this reality check when I switched uh, and I got into Dota Pro. Um, but TI was always uh, still the goal and the dream. I'm just wondering, yeah, for you, like how how was your what was your main kind of star that you were you were going for? Like, did you have a timeline? Did you have anything, or like just making it to TI first and then from there? Uh, like I didn't really have any any kind of a plan like that, but. Uh... Like at some point, I, I obviously was like ranked top 100, you know, whatever, playing for some amateur Czech team and like getting a salary, like a minimal Czech salary, you know, is, I don't know, a few hundred dollars. And uh, you can actually make a living out of it, you know. So, like at that point, you actually realize mm -hmm. that you you can make money, like salary, salary wise. And even there's tournaments, like you can make extra money in tournaments as well. And if you, if you happen to be noticed by some, some bigger team and then you might get picked up by a bigger team you know if you perform good enough if you like stand out player on your team you might be lucky and get a chance to play on a team and get into the bigger tournaments you know and then i mean it was not uh, it was never about like money for me it was just about like i'm just doing what i love you know as a job and i think i'm very lucky to do that because not many people get to do that in their lives mm -hmm. oh it's true that's awesome oh that's awesome yeah uh, I think everybody who plays Dota uh, for, I mean, profession, but uh, I guess we all still do it for hobby. Like everybody who I think fully retires still watch the game, play the game. I think the game costs so many people. I, yeah, I wonder. I wonder how many people started playing around this time. Like, because you're also saying, I think it's all after TI1, right? Everybody got their eyes on to, uh, onto Dota. I think at TI2, so many people must have come into the game uh, from, I mean, Han, other MOBAs and all this stuff. Uh, back then, I didn't realize, you know, I, I didn't realize. It just felt like there was an infinite amount of players in the player base and you were just kind of queuing like like you always were. But uh, how many people play Dota now? Like concurrent logins? So I don't know the numbers, but I actually know that even though people complain that the game, dead game and all that, we actually have more players than ever before. The numbers ever before up. there was. I read something about like there was one TI that was still the number one in terms of player influx. Oh, I I wouldn't be able to tell you during TI, but I know that for example, I think from last year to this year, there was like a nine percent growth of a player base. So I don't know if it's intermediate yeah, players, so I don't know if that, but... It, at TI grew to 1 million peak players. Average players is now, again, over half a million, which it hasn't been in, in an, since 2019. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. But yeah, let's see if I can go all the way down. So in the beginning, July 2012, 50,000 people. And by 2013, it went to 150, 210. Wait, before 2013 ends, it goes all the way up to 366,000. Wow, Dota grew so fast, Dota 2. Wow. 
So it's actually, boom, I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know how much you participate or know about the conversations that we have with Valve or things like that. But one of the big topics that we always discuss is that a lot of our objectives are not fully aligned, but some of them are, you know, between Valve and teams and tournament organizers. Because an objective for all of us is grow the game. The more people that play the game, the more people that can become fans of esports, that can be fans of Boom, of Top Zone, of anybody of the players, you know? So that is, a, 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 a let's say that a objective that we all share. What we might not share is how do we get to make that happen, you know? But I think it's, it's really cool seeing that Dota still continues to be played, you know? And there's more and more people. I really would like to know a little bit more of the, how does those people play? Because I consume Dota very differently from how I used to consume it two years ago, you know? I'm still in the Dota world and I'm still on the client. I'm just not queuing anymore. So that could be a very interesting study, you know? Both if you're there, you know, <laughs> run numbers, let us know. Yeah. So boom, I have, I have many more questions for you regarding Secret. Have you already started screaming with them? Oh, no, I think, uh, I think uh, some of the guys are even still on vacations. Like they deserve it, you know, they, they worked very hard. Like before TI, they even played the okay. wildcard tournament or whatever. And then the whole TI, you know, so I think they're still chilling a bit, but uh, we're going to start screaming sometime at uh, December. If there isn't any like online tournament, which I'm not sure if there will be or not. Like, I think not though. I think we're just going to start screaming end of December and then then go to bootcamp in start of January and and start DPC there. Yeah. Already bootcamp, damn. You're not going to do the online thing? Or haven't you, maybe you haven't decided 100% on things. Uh, a lot of teams do the online thing, I know. Like also the OG roster. They, they, they prefer doing a lot more online than offline. Oh yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna. What Cyborg Matt said is that we're gonna just play a few online scrims at the, the end of December and then just straight to bootcamp. That's that's pretty much the plan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so okay, okay. we will have another conversation with you later down the road. But let's get it on the record. What are your expectations? You know, or what are you more excited about about playing with Clement and some of the boys? What are you more scared about? You know, what are you expecting from these guys? Oof, expectations. I mean, expectations on Team Secret must be very high <laughs> because of how they ended at TI. But uh, hmm, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I just want to, you know, try to do my best and perform as best as I can and not, uh, not disappoint any of the fans or my new teammates or, you know, just do my thing. Bro, if you do, if you do your best, yes. If you do your best, you should be disappointing nobody. If you do your best, that's all anyone can ask of you. Yeah, yeah, I don't really like having too many expectations because that kind of puts pressure on you, right? And look, we're supposed to win TI next year, you know? So as long as you stay on that roster, oh. you know, you've done they got like four, three, two, you know? <laughs> Maybe you yeah. get carried by, uh, yeah, by faith, <laughs> by destiny. Yeah, it has been written. <laughs> it's the script. Yeah, that's actually funny. I mean, that's... that. That's going to be up to you guys to, to defuse at some point on the road. But that, that's, that's a really funny thing too. <laughs> it's like, when I was reading this, I was like, no fucking that's why. way, right? No fucking way. Like when TI was happening. But Johan, that's why it's like, why would, why would anybody leave secret? You know, you know, you're <laughs> winning it next year. 
Secret should be able to I get mean, any player they want. I don't care, but if Secret gets to the finals, I I am shitting my pants for whoever's on the other side. You know, <laughs> yeah. like oh my god, that has to be like what the fuck. <laughs> they would be fucking insane, man. But yeah, I saw oh people on Twitter like saying that congrats on winning TI12. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. congratulating me already. <laughs> it's funny. Meanwhile, China is just really sad because they ain't gonna win shit again. <laughs> China is not gonna win again, unfortunately. I mean, have you seen the news that all the, like so many players retire? So you know, uh, Faith Beyond retires, and why I think retires, and now Ame is retiring. I don't know. If they're like for sure, but like they're they're not playing. I think that. I everybody... mean, yeah, but Somnus is still playing. <laughs> Somnus doesn't want to go anywhere until he wins. I mean, it made me a bit sad, to, honestly, when Somnus announced his retirement because he was know. like one of my one of my favorite mid laners. Like he's super good, also. He's one of the best for sure. I was so sad when Howe retired, but he ain't never coming back. He never came back. That was so sad. You remember Howe? Tongfu Howe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, that guy was a legend. <laughs> he was MVP carry player. I fear. remember his life, his life stealer. That was the life stealer games. Uh, it was awesome to watch, but he never came back. No, he never came back. I mean, I think he was in one of the skids for ti9 or something like this i don't know i saw him like yeah, they did some skid from china but other than this i don't think i've seen him at all yeah so then i want to ask you about boom about your time in gaming gladiators so we had celery on the podcast and he was really cool and i got to meet a bunch of the other guys during ti and you guys were all really really cool people you guys had a cool let's say hippie 90s pop band <laughs> feeling going on for you guys yeah, it was it was really really funny being around you. Yeah, I mean there was there was good vibes always in the team. It was it's yeah they they are all like cool people and fun people to be around. Yeah, yeah it's just you know it, it doesn't always matter like what kind of a person you are. It also matters how you think about the game and how you play the game, how you behave inside the game, and it's just it's just you cannot have a team just based around how people are. You know, in real life. Nah, I've had this myself quite a few times in the past. People who are, you know, perfectly am amazing comrades outside the game. Very nice to be around. Very funny, funny guys, you know, very easy to vibe with. And then once you get inside Dota, there's some, I've seen like inner demons come out of, <laughs> of some other guys. I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> holy shit. I have seen the, was it Mr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Like, what happened? You know, everything was so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, anger issues, mouth slamming, all these things that, like, you turn your head around. Everything was, you know, you were having dinner. Everything was great yesterday. And today is just like, what the fuck? Fuck this shit. This Venomancer. Ah! It's like, wow, wow, wow. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, it, it is hard, I think, to find people to you, you want to gel with and have the same professional or uh, ways of getting to a goal as you. Uh, and I think it takes a lot of effort for people to kind of align on this also. It's like I, effort and openness. Like, I need this and I want this. And, and then there's also the thing of fighting. I think habits, some habits are, are good to have. Some habits are great. And then there's like also really bad habits. Some people have a hard time shaking. And everybody has bad habits. I mean, uh, and, and bad habits can be really hard to break. But yeah, sometimes they, they really ruin the feng shui in the team or the, yeah, 
it can fuck up a lot of things. One weak link can really ruin the chain. Also, yeah, if he really wants to, you know, or if it's really weak. Yeah, and you asked me about my time in Gaming Gladiators, right? So, like, uh, I would like to talk about uh, when they kicked me, right? Like, uh, when I got the news that they don't want to play with me anymore. Like, I was obviously a bit sad, but it made me super hungry. And, uh, like, uh, just wanting to, you know, get on some another team and just beat these guys. <laughs> and just do better, you know, as a player and as a person as well. Like... Healthy competition. Why not? You know, it's it's really cool to be friends with people. And I, I think Dota should be like this. And it's always been like this, like to be friends with the people you compete with and to also be able to separate the two things now and again, you know, and, and realize that we are people before we are competitors. I mean, I, at least I believe that there's no way to stopping that either. And once you have that, I also think it makes the competition a lot more fun, you know? I don't know, playing ping pong against somebody you know versus playing ping pong against somebody completely random. There's just more feel to it. If you know the guy, there's like a bit of history or you like each other or you, I don't know. It, it makes it more fun, at least for me. Yeah, that, that, so I, I think these things are really cool that like people get close. That's true, for sure. I mean, I never had that in Dota because like I pretty much only played with one team in tier one Dota. So, but yeah, I think it will be a lot of fun for me and for the guys as well to play against each other instead of with each other. I think that's why Seb went through 25 teams, you know, before he got to OG. So he had little beefs with everybody else. So he had Building extra motivation. motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Burn all the bridges. And then like, motherfuckers, I'm going to show you all. <laughs> that's Seb's secret, secret plan, you know, secret strategy. Be, build beef with everybody. So every single time he's like, oh yeah, remember that day six years ago when you told me that you didn't want my fries and then you ate half of my fries. I'm going to get you this game. You know? lost my <laughs> lane back in December. <laughs> and I'm here winning Guantia and then another one oh right after. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I have to ask also as well about Immortal Faith, because Immortal Faith, from what I've heard right. outside, you know, was a big part of your process or how you saw the game. Now he's going to Nigma as well. He yes. also is making a change after a long time. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think he was, he was like the, hmm, not sure how to say it, but uh, I felt like without him, we wouldn't have become like anywhere close to how good we've become as a team. Like, I think he is really good at bringing people together and bringing people to, like, uh, play on one idea or, like, just having concepts, you know, everyone has the same concept and uh, everyone knows what's happening, like, having one plan and everyone has the same plan and the same idea on what, what has to happen in the game, you know, for you to win. And, uh, yeah, I think he was a very big part of, of our success as a team and I wish him the best of luck, you know, we're pretty good friends with him. Uh, and yeah, I think he will make, I mean, he can make Nigma uh, a competitive team again if uh, the Nigma players are, you know, willing to listen to him and, and learn from him. Ah, big words. That's really cool to hear. Uh, I don't know much about him, so it sounds like he, he was trying to work on some of the team stuff, perhaps, or he was like trying to, yeah, like make a team more of a team. And not just bring like one Dota thing or, or, or trying to bring his own thing, but to make sure that you guys were actually just playing together. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was also doing like 90% of our drafting. Like uh-huh. uh, he would prepare the draft, he would prepare bans against the the enemy team, and and we would just like during the draft we would just give like suggestions on our heroes or whatever. But he would be doing like pretty much all of it. So you know that Immortal Faith now is going to to Nigma, and how do you think he's going to be able to transform it? You think that he's going to be able to bring the passion that maybe he was lacking, or I mean, you've you dealt you've been with him for so long, you know? You think he's going to do good in Nigma? Uh. Whew. I think he like he always wants to be the best. Like uh, he's he's always doing whatever he can to to be the best. And I think he can give them good ideas about the game. And and if he ends up drafting for them, I'm not sure who will draft for them. I didn't talk to him about it. But uh, yeah, I think they will. I think they will most most likely do better than they've been doing. You know. Okay. And I wanted to ask you also both of you, Johan and, and Boom, about the news that came from TSM. So uh, Moon is not going to be playing this year. He's going to be yeah, coaching. He's going to be head coach. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He, I talked to him a little bit. I mean, we will probably bring him into another episode, so I don't want to spoil it. But he was telling me that he feels that the draft is so important right now. And some of the other things that dedicating a person full time to that could be extremely valuable. How do you guys feel about that? I think he is doing a really good thing. I think what we just mentioned before about like authority and coaching, I think you can give a lot of authority to a coach if it's the right fit, if it's the right coach. And I think Moon is is the right, like, I, I think he fits the the bill. So I, I think it's a very smart move, or like a very wise move to to go for it. If you believe you have also the the players to to execute your your vision. So I, I think it's very cool. I'm excited to see. I, I believe he's the right guy for the job. Yeah, I'm also excited to see. I think it's a very cool idea to have someone full-time doing, doing a head coach, you know, I think. I think a lot of teams should should have a guy like that to like prepare everything, prepare you. It's the future, baby. For, for the games, yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, boom. Sorry that the internet today has not been really good. Uh, I have a story for everybody from my nights at TI. Uh, one of the nights that I went to one of the, of the clubs, I actually met Boom in person and he was so fucking cool. Like you guys are all cool guys and the way that you were dressed and with your hair and your glasses, I was like, this motherfucker looks like he's out of a video, a music video, you know? <laughs> and he was so nice to me all night. So I, I had a great time with the, with the gaming gladiator boys. Yeah, same man. I had a great time with you too. Awesome. <laughs> they paint their nails. They have tattoos on their hand, crazy hair. Just literally, it's like it's a, a boy band. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tofu as well. I that dude has some lush, lush lion mane, also good vibes. Yeah, I mean, well, the gaming gladiators group was epic. Yeah, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> well, this is the new evolution, dude. I'm very happy for Secret and for you. I think you guys are gonna be a, a great mm-hmm. match. You are really cool vibes, and I know that Clement is is a let's say a strict leader that ruled with an iron fist. But if you see a let's say a, a pattern of the players that have really done really well with him, like Reso and all that, I think that you're gonna, I don't know, I think you're gonna get along really well with Reso, you know, and with the boys. Yeah, no, dude, you have to give my best to both of them. I I, I think you're gonna really enjoy, uh, enjoy playing with them. Um, best of luck and yeah, no, enjoy it. Enjoy every day, enjoy every moment. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thanks to both of you, uh, I will. I will try my best and I will enjoy every minute of it, I'm sure. 
And that's all you have, all anyone could ever ask of you. Well, thank you so much. Don't listen to yes, the no haters. <laughs> yeah, and no haters. look, for us, you know, we have a big rivalry with, with Secret, but we work internally a lot with them and we have obviously incredible love for Clement and, and Cybermad and some of the boys there. So, you know, I hope that you gel really well with them and I hope you beat everybody besides us all year. <laughs> so, huh? yeah, do good vibes for next year. It's going to be fun. I hope we beat you guys too, but uh, yeah, we'll see. No, that, that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody else. Okay, well, thank you so much, everybody. And um, we'll see you, everybody, next week. Cheers. Cheers. 